please be aware that the following interview includes discussion around depression and suicide. quarantine and welcome to Shades of Blue episode 10. Today we are speaking to the incredible Dodie. Dodie is a 25-year-old singer-songwriter from Epping, shout out to Epping, who's built her growing fan base independently and organically since she was 16. She's sold over 200,000 tickets to date internationally, having sold out venues like the Roundhouse in London, New York's Terminal 5 and the Hollywood Palladium in LA. Dodie has now released three EPs, which have charted in the UK, US Billboard and Australian album charts, most notably her recent release, The Human EP, which if you haven't streamed it on repeat for a month, get on that now, um, reached number five in the UK album charts at the beginning of 2019. So I'm super excited for this interview. I have been following Dodie's YouTube and work for a really long time. Um, She is somebody who is incredibly outspoken and open about her mental health um, and has been doing it since uh, this concept of um, vulnerability around mental health became a more uh, I guess mainstream mainstream thing that it is now Um, so yeah super excited to chat with her and without further ado let's get into the interview Awesome. Oh, so Dodie, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm a really big fan of your content and your oh music. God, so you. it's like, it's fantastic to be having this, this interview with you. Um, and, you know, as a kind of, you know, huge mental health awareness advocate myself, it's, um, it's really inspiring always when um, somebody's using their, their platform to be able to um, push out that message and that awareness and encourage those conversations. So thank you for being so instrumental in, in oh doing God, that. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always down to talk mental health, always. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so to kick off, um, what series of events led you to this point in your career as an artist? Um, it is a very long story. It begins with me as a teenager. I was a huge fan of YouTube, like the platform of YouTube and, and YouTube is on it too. Um, and so I started making my own videos and just kind of because I wanted to see my own face on the platform I watched. It was almost like going on TV, mm-hmm. you know, it was like such a novelty. Um, and then sort of tried to like tiptoe into the community by like covering other YouTubers songs or like entering their competitions and I got a few kind of notices which sent over like a few hundred people um, from their channel Um, and then since then which was like 2011 2012 I've just been uploading all sorts like mostly original songs um, but a lot of vlogs as well though I don't tend to do a lot of those anymore. Um, very very and you I mean you were pretty early on I think in the um on the vlogging side as well yeah it's Um, weird though because it feels like when at the time I was like oh god I'm too late in the game like everyone else (laughs) I've seen everyone before me I was like oh no it's too late to start now so I might as well just do it for fun but yeah but maybe it's good to be able to go in with that um element of pressure taken out of it yeah for sure um no I, I think it's um yeah, it's, it's, it's certain. It's certainly escalated a lot in the last in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So um, through your blog series, you've obviously, you're obviously renowned for being very open and transparent about your mental health journey. Um, are you able to speak a little to how that has kind of progressed through your life, the realisation as well that you were experiencing depersonalization disorder, which isn't something that's very widely talked about or understood compared to, say, depression and anxiety, which uh, we're all pretty well versed on now? Mm-hmm. So um, I grew up a very open person. I had a very close best friend. My parents were very open which was a blessing and a curse like you know a lack of boundaries um but I, yeah, I, grew, sure. <laughs> I grew up naturally sharing a lot and, and oversharing to be honest but um talking online as I was going through tough experiences actually at first I would write songs about um social anxiety or, or depression and, and talk about it but I would say that I was talking about a friend or I was inspired by a tumblr quote or something until I realized that you know there was there was nothing to hide and I could share just as I did to my friends online and I did and I actually got such an incredible response and so I kept sharing um the what like my journey of mental health and and that was you know going through depression kind of and like learn tips on how to deal with it and then also like I said um like you mentioned sorry discovering DPD which is derealization or depersonalization. Um, that was actually found through the internet. I made a video saying that for a few years, I'd felt like I was looking through a camera lens and not recording. It felt like I was just very out of it and spaced out all the time. Um, and a lot of people in the comments mentioned depersonalization, which is where your brain sort of detaches from a situation as a way to cope with heavy stress or anxiety or even yeah. depression um and yeah I've been I've been feeling that constantly since I was about 17 18 um so that was all very helpful and actually like I definitely um learned a lot and and I'm very grateful for the internet for like helping me feel not so alone in those times and so supported however <laughs> it did it get uh, it got to a um complicated and and messy point which I can talk about if you want me to yeah please do please do sure um so yeah with being mentally ill obviously your view of truth and your view of the world and and yourself are slightly skewed so I was sharing and and getting sort of praise um and then that would teach me to share more however like I said, my, my viewpoint was slightly wrong. I was depressed, so I thought everything was terrible and I would share how terrible I would feel and get a bit more praise and then feel worse, share it again. And then it kind of got to the point where I was saying very dark things online, like a lot of the time. I would just open my Instagram and just cry at 4 a.m. saying that, you know, quite dark things. Like I didn't want to I didn't want to be alive. I'm not sure if I should be saying that on a podcast. No, you you can. We we we'll do. We can do um like a trigger warning and stuff okay. at the beginning. That's that's cool. If you if you listen to um my interview on yes. this podcast, yeah, talk a lot just... about suicidal ideation yeah. and, and so on. So yeah, that's t- totally cool to talk about. And yeah, so I was. It just got to the point where I was like walking around, kind of opening my camera and saying, "Listen, I I just don't know what the point is. I just don't feel good. I haven't had any good days at all." And I feel awful. And if I was getting a lot of messages of people saying this, this isn't right. Like this doesn't feel too good. Or like, God, why is it that all you talk about is mental health? And I would say, no, it's okay. I'm allowed. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be open. I'm doing a good thing. I'm spreading awareness until a friend reached out and said, hey, actually, listen, it is quite a lot. And I've had to stop looking at your posts. And I think maybe 
you're starting to do a little more damage than good here. And at first, you know, I kind of reacted like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course. I like threw my- That's not, not what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, as, and I was like, how could you? Like, I feel so bad and you're calling me out. And then obviously looking back and, and a few weeks later, I realized that she was absolutely right. And I made a video talking about it and, and questioning it with a friend and everyone online if you open yourself up to critique man you're gonna get it everyone was oh like, yeah <laughs> yeah I, mean, I don't I don't like it this is awful blah 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 and then I just made a, an apology video and then since then that happened around like 2017 I just took the biggest step back which was almost unnatural to me because I was so so uh familiar with sharing and, and oversharing um but ironically since then I, I started to feel a little better mentally as well um yeah I can imagine that I mean this is this is uh coming from my own experience so I'm sorry if I'm like projecting projecting that onto you but I um with my experience of depression it became and you know three times my life becomes so much part of my identity that I almost kind of dig deeper into it I think as well being a creative you kind of you go there to be able to write the songs do the art and, and so on and it's like it becomes so synonymous with who you are that you kind of keep mm. getting pulled deeper and deeper down the down the spiral yeah. um it's there's like a kind of comfort in like feeling that that's your identity yeah wow yeah and I was I've been so grateful to the internet for everything it's done for me however it has got its weird like sort of um claws into my mental health because now that I've taken this huge step back and um, a lot of people who would read the things I would post or listen to the things I would share when I wasn't very well and it would help them say that they miss that kind of content from me because it was what I did for so long and sometimes now when I do share that I'm feeling quite bad again you know quite more reserved like definitely more boundaries put up they they all say god I miss this from you I really really miss this part of me is like and and also the posts or whatever might perform a little bit better so it almost teaches me like there's somewhere in me that it could be seen as a treat like a reward to feel bad and and post it online but yeah that's why I have to you know put up my walls yeah it's very it's very difficult to draw the line because obviously it is you know it's um very helpful when you're suffering from mental health to have the um the sort of anecdotal content from other people to make you feel less alone I think like that that combined with um just learning more facts about your condition like it's really it's really really helpful and uh, yeah when you're providing that and you've I guess um you're feeling responsible to provide that um it's it's difficult to kind of strike a balance between um your self-care this this like sort of strange like mindfuck of like getting rewarded for (laughs) um getting rewarded for being down and and so on yeah it's, it's a very very tricky one to manage and obviously you know when you are dealing with um mental health issues you're already so like so vulnerable to um crossing boundaries (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah exactly it's it's so tough because there's so much good like you said like gosh like reading things online sometimes was such a blessing like I'd watched so many videos of of people who were in it and understood and it made me feel so good but I think the answer and getting the messages as well of people being like oh my god thank you so much for 
for saying this mm. like it is a really good feeling yeah definitely and it, like I said before it helped me feel so much less alone and and it made me feel useful like in a time where I felt useless I you know I didn't yeah. want to even exist when people would say this helped me thank you it, those were the things I would hold on to as like things I was grateful for but the answer honestly is to just you know put a find boundaries and get healthier and yeah, yeah. A lot it's, it's interesting from that perspective as well, because I think for probably still a majority of people getting to the point that you can start to share and be like a little bit open and vulnerable is a really hard process. Yeah, whereas, the other way around. <laughs> um, I, yeah, and I would say that I'm more similar to you as well. I would also like was brought up with a very, um, in a very open family mm-hmm. and uh, it is, it is interesting having to kind of take that take that step back yeah (laughs) um but but um like to to that how have you seen the um like public narrative and stigma around mental health change since you started your youtube channel through to now because i think it's been quite dramatic in the last few years Mm. i would say i was i was noticing on the platforms that i enjoyed going on those kind of it was i suppose a bit more smaller there was like a stranger sort of nerdier community to youtube and and mm-hmm. also like tumblr was you know very email very known for sharing about those of course of yeah so um yeah i noticed it around me when i was growing up and i think that really helped me but i think that was much more secluded like in its own little spot whereas definitely now i feel like that's widespread out and i'm grateful for it i think it's yeah interesting to see people learn to open up yeah no it's um I I think as well this um this moment in time right now seems to be help helping people to be more open because suddenly there's um there isn't stigma because it's perfectly acceptable and understood that everybody is going to be feeling a little bit fucked right now Mm. in the midst of a, a global pandemic and suddenly like I'll go into um like video conference calls like just totally like business based and like people I haven't spoken to before and you like suddenly there's an immediate deep dive to the answer like how are you doing yeah and yeah and there um, isn't this like yeah you know great how are fine, you great. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like um well, yeah we're, we're yeah like and you you aside. you get a much more genuine genuine connection with people as well by there's being able to start over. a conversation and, mm. and digging in so it's 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 very it's very interesting I think it, it will be very very interesting to see how this um changes people's behavior after a a few months and I think also it's it's a time where people are kind of having to face and deal with their demons as well yes um yeah having this much quiet enforced quiet time is is the hardest (laughs) really hard yeah I would say that like um I've noticed just how much the things that I've tried to bury (laughs) or lock behind doors just keep cropping up like all the time because there's just so much stillness they just keep poking through that's been pretty tough I don't know about you but that's something yeah that's um I'm I feel like I'm in a really lucky position right now that I got (laughs) I got stranded in LA yeah on, on this um yeah but on this um business accelerator program with um snapchat and so there's actually like a lot of work that i'm doing there's loads there's kind of conference calls through every day that's creating a degree of structure to the day um and it's 
it's like it's very fortunate that I actually I have loads of stuff to do through this time um, because when I do have those uh, very quiet still periods um, I you know that is a very very challenging yes. time for me so I'm, I'm glad that I'm um, I'm not having to contend with that now um, I'd say I've got I've got better at it over time developing coping like coping strategies for it how how are you finding like what are the best ways that you're coping with it right now um similarly to you I need some sort of a task to get me through the day um yeah even like obviously to take your mind off things but also to have a sense of fulfillment at the end of the day like I'm sure a lot of people are struggling with work right now I've lost out on like a few festivals I was doing I've got a project Mm -hmm. that's been pushed back and it's so easy to just feel all of this time stretched ahead where there's nothing to do there's no there's no um goals or achievements and oh yeah I'd feel bad but um uh this month I realized I was like okay I need something to keep me going so I started a project um where I've been writing a lot of demos and and putting them online um for to share because I, I usually like hoard music and never return to them like the tiny things I've written gotcha, yeah but this time I'm yeah. like uploading them um so yeah that's been really interesting um and super helpful to like have a recording a writing recording filming uploading sort of project every day yeah that's um that makes a lot of sense I mean I've, I've started all these like little creative projects around around um this time as well mm-hmm. just um to have to have extra extra filler in the day what, what but also it, it is very fulfilling um so we're we're running this um instagram live festival called quarren stream um where we're basically working with different different musicians thank you <laughs> love, i love a pun um <laughs> there's been so many <laughs> i can't think of any right now but that is a very good one it's thank you much much appreciated <laughs> um but yeah work so uh, just before I jumped on this call which is why I was a couple of minutes late we were doing a um a live stream um blind drawing workshop basically just like looking out the window and um, oh, kind of cool. just like an auto um an auto drawing exercise so we did um one that was kind of based on um sight so just um not looking at the page kind of just drawing kind of the lines and the shadows and light that you see and then another one that was um a self-portrait just with your eyes closed and just by like touching wow. your face obviously obviously hand sanitized up to the mat yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's a timing to touch your face is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's debatable yeah. um but it was it was like it was such a therapeutic exercise like I did it I did it along with um Emma who was running the workshop and I'm feeling pretty zenned out right now yeah I love that that's so hands-on as well um so so it's really cool being able to do do these things and like obviously when I went in being like you know I'll um like quite a lot of my friends had had um tours cancelled so it's like Mm. okay let's do some like acoustic sets Mm, and mm -hmm. go from there and then um we've been doing like meditation workshops we had a magic show which was really fun um and like all these other all these other kind of cool cool creative things and it's it's um the being able to give the artist this kind of fixed time in the day to be able to like pull out something for an hour is also has also I think been um really nice for them based on their feedback and it's it's just having this being able to build a little bit of structure Mm -hmm. being able to I guess the accountability of having someone else involved Mm -hmm. in your deadline um that's another reason that I'm finding it a lot easier being out here because I'm having to 
work to other people's deadlines quite a lot whereas usually it's just I'm I'm in charge of what the deadlines are um and in times like this it can be it can be quite difficult to keep accountable and keep motivated I think I will say like as as tough as this all is and as strange as it all is and I'm sure like it's gonna throw everyone like it's shaking everyone up and like I'm saying like there's a lot of times feel anxious I am also almost grateful for a pause like obviously corona is awful yeah. people are dying this is terrible but um <laughs> the the like space I have now to kind of reflect is really interesting it almost feels like I'm on like some sort of a I don't know like a break like a timed break like a school break um yeah where I can kind of it's, it's permission to slow down yeah it's kind of external permission to slow down I think I really needed that and I'd quite like to give myself that when there isn't a pandemic <laughs> yeah I, I think that is a like, really really important yeah takeaway um, I think just the the impact of that on a global scale people being forced to slow down yeah. um, could there there could be a, lo- a lot of positive that comes out of it I mean I feel like there will be a lot of positive that comes out of this across the board obviously the the negative is horrific yeah um but within I guess like the the pieces that are in our control I think there's you know there's a lot of great possibility yeah. for it's important um, to try and find good as otherwise we'll just yeah yeah exactly and we're all we're all reprioritizing and actually probably um probably are going to leave this with a, a much better set of priorities than mm. than we've gone into it mm-hmm. like social media as well the the impact of like FOMO not existing anymore on social media um and people are now using it really to like share share humor and be funny and try and cheer people up and it's actually like I'm really enjoying being on social media right now whereas before it was like if if this wasn't my job like I think I would just get off Instagram because I find it very (laughs) toxic for for me but it's actually like it's, it's great fun right now yeah like seeing everyone at home yeah it's just, so yeah I don't I don't know what like three or four months without FOMO is going to do for everyone but I feel it can only be a good thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting yeah the whole world is on a pause so yeah see how that affects everyone it's do, do you have any um any thoughts on how it might kind of change the way that people present themselves on their socials after this I guess after everybody's been a little bit less curated and mm. um a bit more open for a period of time I'm not sure I feel like there's a strange mixture happening on social media like I've been talking about this with a bunch of my friends there is like this surge of love and like togetherness that's happening currently but there is also a lot of people kind of lashing out and and freaking out because maybe there's like a lack of control like me and my friends have talked about how it feels like people are getting more attacked you know just for like existing or like putting things online like jumping to conclusions and and you know it's understandable like there's not a lot to do and also everyone's scared um so I'm not sure I'm not sure I think hopefully I think there will be like this other surge of like gratitude and and togetherness and and love that happens after this and I hope that people remember it and, and come back to it yeah I um I agree there's definitely a kind of slightly darker side to people having a lot of time on their hands yeah. and being very very stressed out but yeah with the with the kind of the love gratitude and camaraderie it's something that I think like we tend to 
when something huge has happened like a terrorist attack or a natural disaster or something like we have we have that as a wider community for a couple of weeks and then the shock wears off when you kind of get back to it but with this like the shock wears off when you're actually still in quarantine and still dealing with yeah. it and it's going to be it's going to be on and off for a long time mm. so it's actually I think there is the potential for it to have uh, to be actually habit forming yeah um rather than just this kind of shock reaction then that everybody gets back to normal afterwards mm. um so I think it's it's very interesting to be living through this time in history. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> I was talking to my granddad, he's 95, and he was like, I've never ever been through anything like this. I was like, wow, wow. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, um, with um, the various content that we're, we're creating uh, around this, I'm just going to ha- put like a little bit of a time capsule together from this Aww. this three months so that I can look back, back at it in a decade's time and be like, this is what we did through COVID. Wow, yeah. Um, it's, which I think, I think, I think, you know, I think everybody um, doing kind of creative projects should maybe do something like that because it's, um, I mean, first of all, this is something that, there are going to be documentaries about there are going yeah. to be um there like museum creators are going to be like collecting art yeah. from this time oh so so have some <laughs> wow yeah you're right oh my gosh I was thinking about that like every video I'm making now I say I keep you know joking or mentioning the social distancing and I'm like these are going to exist online after all this is over and so every video yeah. I share when I say that everyone's gonna be like whoa throwback <laughs> remember that yeah yeah like it will it will be catalogued so I think it's it's worth kind of uh, getting together everything that we're creating in this time wow, cool. to be to be part of that mm. <laughs> huge global <laughs> digital media time capsule wow that's yeah cool um so there is um a last question which we ask all our guests which can be related to God. anything we've talked about or just anything in general and it's, it's a big question which is why I sent it in advance yeah um, oh God, so so what would your what would what would your protest sign say <sighs> well I had a little look online for inspo my my sister is 15 nearly 16 and she goes to a lot of climate change protests or any kind of protests in central in London um she's your sister I know she's awesome she's cooler than I'll ever be um and she's made some pretty pretty funny signs I don't know how people do it um so I had a look and the only one I found that I was quite inspired by is a sign that says something like this is very bad (laughs) (laughs) so I think I'd probably take that energy because you know it could be anything like I'm very passionate about like gun laws or like um yeah pro-choice or I don't know so like just women in general fucking wars I don't know I just you know I think I think my energy brings like a seriousness to it (laughs) but also a (gasps) lightheartedness so this is very bad This is very bad. I mean, I actually love that. Kind of want to, kind of want to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> just, just a reminder. I'll send, I'll just day to day. Your way. Just day to day. You know, shit's going down. Like, live your life. Like, enjoy it. But just remember, yeah. there are some things that are very bad. Where would you like people to find you? Um, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of spread out everywhere. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube mostly. I have two channels on YouTube because I'm an idiot. Um, I would just say type in Dodie, D-O-D-I-E. I'm on Spotify, obviously Apple Music, blah blah blah. But you can just, I'm everywhere. Just just type in my name, you'll find me. 
we will we will we will link through to um to all of your socials and your spotify thank you so so much for joining us for this like a real pleasure to to speak with you and oh get God. your insights so obviously you so this much. is something that um you're so well versed in talking about so yeah really a privilege for us to be able to have this chat yeah.